Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I'm your host and coach, Lauren Malone, and I'm here to help you become the hero of your own story and learn to be a guide to others. Whether you're a life coach in any niche or you want to become one, or you're just listening in so you can self-coach to lead your own life well, this podcast is here to serve you. I'm super excited to walk with you into your calling and help you create a wonderful legacy for your life. So let's jump in to today's episode. Hi friends. When you finally have people who want what you offer, it is such a powerful force in your mind, in your soul. And as a new coach, you can really find yourself wondering and wandering around with this feeling like you're blindly waving around your heart and willing to just let anybody, anybody grab it, ring it out. If only they would do it in the time frame of a coaching session so you could feel fulfilled in doing what you know you long to do. <laughs> it's like, here's all the free stuff just because if you're not going to pay for it, I still want to do it because it's so fulfilling. And it's part of the reason you might find yourself helping people for free, simply just to feed your own soul and your passion to coach, even if it's just at the grocery store. I do it in the grocery store. I do it at Target. I just like find these people <laughs> or they find me and it's like, oh, really? How did your day get so down? Oh, really? <laughs> well, can I help you find the, you know, the blueberry checks? <laughs> I will help you. If I can't like sit and actually be your coach right now for an hour in aisle four, I will at least help you find everything on your grocery list. I love to help you. And, you know, even in my coaching sessions, the live coaching sessions and Q&A with the coaches in the greenhouse course, literally, I have to stop myself. I could go for hours just giving everything away for, you know, more (laughs) like for free, (laughs) just seven hours of free coaching. I love it so much. But I have to recognize that I can pour and pour and pour out my help, my guidance and my love and my soul. And I feel so fulfilled because I love doing it. And it actually gives me an opportunity to even learn more about what is capable, what is possible. I I love what each new client presents as a challenge and a hindrance to climb over and get around and even just to obliterate so it can't even be there ever again. Like, yes, let's do that. But none of this is compared to what you'll experience when somebody actually goes and books a coaching session with you because they know you and like you and they trust you And they're choosing you. Why? Because you have solutions and guidance they need. It is an inherent part of our nature to be needed and chosen. Some of us need it more or for other reasons than everybody else. And some of us only want to be chosen by specific people. Some of us will be happy for everybody to need and choose us. Some of us are introverts, meaning we can be with people and surrounded by their energy, but we need to go withdraw to a safe, quiet space to fill up. And introverts generally want to be needed and chosen by very specific people because introverts 
will feel that certain people take energy from them and other people give them energy. And then they wonder, am I actually an extrovert? I think we both, we all have a little bit of both. It depends on the scenario. It depends on who you're with. And really the introvert and extrovert comes from, are you feeling that energy is being taken away from you and you need to be alone to refill, to fill back up? Or when energy is taken from you, do you go put yourself in a position with other people who don't take from you or with other people who fill you up? So it's where you get your energy source when you are feeling empty. And so people who are extroverts love to be needed and chosen by a different group of people in a different scenario than introverts would. And that has nothing to do with how verbal or nonverbal somebody is, right? But an extrovert like me, especially a verbal extrovert like me, I can just walk through Dillard's and find somebody who looks confused and help them and I feel so filled up. And it's not just because I'm a helper, it's because I really love the energy of being with that person and they're a stranger and I give them what I can and then I walk away and they didn't take anything else. <laughs> so I know that's some of you, but it's it's unconscious and you're unaware and you, you're still trying to figure out like, where does my energy come from? Where, who makes me feel needed? Who makes me feel chosen? Who makes me feel unneeded? And who makes me feel not chosen? And it really has a lot to do if you pay attention to the kinds of relationships, the people you spend time with, the people you try to get things from. Maybe they give it, maybe they don't, you know, really affects your mindset. And it really can shift your beliefs out of alignment with the truth. If you're focusing on other people needing you and choosing you to fill you up. And I think that there are great places to choose, intentionally choose, to let people influence you and need you and choose you. And then there's wise decisions about not letting people's need for you or choosing of you to negatively impact you. And all of this gives room and explanation for why we feel needed and chosen in one moment and completely rejected and cast off in another. (laughs) It's really all in our thought life. And even if you aren't being rejected, if you think you are, you will feel like you are and you will act as if you are. So guess what happens? There's a greater chance you'll be rejected because your actions will affect the world around you when you're acting like you are rejected. If you live like you're chosen and dearly loved, then you're going to think on that and you're going to believe it. You're going to feel chosen and loved and you're going to act like an adopted, chosen, loved person. And those actions are going to affect the world around you differently than if you think, feel, and act like you're rejected, right? So you have a greater impact on the world around you if you live from truth. So how does this mean anything to you as a coach? It's simply this. If you spend years thinking, I don't know what anybody needs. You know, I don't know what, if they need what I carry. Um, I don't know if they would choose what I carry, what I offer, what's in my heart. Then that's how you're going to feel about coaching. And you'll take less productive action 
you'll be more passive in order to avoid the feeling of rejection. In order to try to manifest something on your own. And it's hard to act like you're being chosen when indeed you are not being chosen. That said, it's hard to act like you're a chosen coach when you have no clients who choose you. Here's the difference. Being not being chosen is not the same as being rejected. When you're just starting out and nobody knows about you as a coach or what coaching is, how you can help them, what you offer, heck, you barely know what you offer, right? And <laughs> you're still figuring it out back then in that time frame and and you aren't chosen yet because you haven't told the world you're an option. This is hugely different than everybody knows what you offer and they always turn you down. And they say, I don't need you. What you carry is not valuable. That is rejection. So are you actually being rejected when you're thinking that way? Or are you just not yet being chosen because people don't know you are an option If you hear it in your head that you're being rejected or you're not needed, you're not valuable, but no client or prospective client has actually told you, no, you don't, you're not valuable. What you have is not what, it's not needed. It's not just what I don't need. It's not needed at all. If nobody has actually said that to you, then what you're thinking is perceived, but not real. It's not truth. First of all, it can't be truth because it's the opposite of what the Bible says. You were created and designed, you're called and equipped to carry things and release them on this earth, right? So the people who love you, would they ever tell you these things are true if, they, if they're the people who really love you? If they won't say them, then why are you believing what a thought is telling you? Because you don't have to believe that thought. You don't have to keep that thought. Not every thought actually stems from truth inside of your mind. So these are the things that you just simply choose to keep on believing. And the good news is that you can shift all of that if you're struggling with not feeling chosen and needed in your practice, in your life, in your relationships, wherever. It's completely possible for you to stop thinking junk and start believing this thinking that you're needed and chosen. And there's a difference between now and not yet. Okay, now I've just become aware that I'm thinking I've been rejected and I've just become aware that actually I haven't been rejected. I just haven't yet been chosen because I haven't been confident enough to tell people I'm an option, that I have anything for them to choose or reject. And that difference between the now and the not yet of wow, people are choosing me and I know that I'm needed and they say that I'm needed, what I carry is valuable. There's a difference between the now and the not yet. And it's, there's a measure of living from the not yet that's really valuable, that future, that time travel mentally. And when you pioneer anything, you leave now and you journey towards the not yet, right? You jump in the wagon to pave this new path in your life. You have no idea who you're gonna meet on it you don't know how many people will live wherever you plant yourself, wherever you, you know, build a building, you know, toss the wagon to the side. You don't know if you're going to find your new best friends in the first place you stop or the ninth place you stop, the 20th place you head to. But honestly, who cares, right? It's in the long run, 
you will have bravely ventured out and found a path to forge and gotten yourself further than all of the people who refuse to leave their comfort zones. Look at you, (laughs) right? There's something inside telling you, you can serve people. You can help people. There's something that longs to manifest and, and serve the world, release the kingdom, and the kingdom is inside of you. So you gotta let it out. There's deep knowing in you that people need guidance and direction and clarity and strategy. They need the possibilities you can reveal to them. And you know it, you just don't know the people yet, and you don't necessarily have your own unique, particular language to describe what it is you carry and how it can serve the world. But you can't let this hold you back. You need to know that you, you, you need to know that the people who need you and will choose you, they're out there. You need to think about them even though you've never met them. I um, haven't met all of these people that listen to my podcast, right? I just trust that you're out there. <laughs> if not, me and this at Yeti microphone, we have a good relationship. We're going to be really strong together because just the two of us. But have I, have I coached clients? Yes. But have I ever met the hundreds or thousands of people who want to be great coaches or just want to learn about self-coaching through a podcast? No. The only way I ever meet a listener is actually if they book a session with me or they join the greenhouse training or join some kind of group or course that I have, right? I actually had to take a leap of faith that I would eventually have people listening that are there now, but they weren't when I started. They were not there and they didn't even know to show up until I started making me an option. I had to actually put myself out there and in order to be needed and chosen, you risk being rejected and not needed. If you put yourself out there in any way so that people know you're an option, you they have the free will to choose to reject you or accept you. That is life. And it's happening all day long, whether we try to control it, whether we're good at controlling it or not. And it's important to know that taking the action and being rejected at times is worth being chosen. I have a friend who told me she recently got a job after, I think she said 175 applications and almost that many rejections. And I said, you go, Babe Ruth. And she's like, definitely not making as much money as Babe Ruth. And I said, no, I mean, you've got to swing the bat. And you're only going to get a home run if you swing the bat enough that you don't get home runs, right? You have to keep, you have to practice and you have to swing and you have to miss. If you never practice, swing and miss, you never get a home run. If you never get no's, you will never get yeses. That's just how it works. If you pray for somebody to find, you know, to be healed, well, You're only going to find people getting healed when you pray for them or their lives touched when you pray for them because you started praying and you watched people go away not healed or seemingly untouched, seemingly unhealed. Like you've got to take the, the faith action and step out in order to ever see the fruit. So 
I, you know, took my leap of faith to start a podcast. And I have to believe that more people will find the, the podcast and be blessed by it. That's my goal. And it does help me feel needed and chosen when people say, wow, I loved that episode. That was really helpful. My husband listens too. This has been great for me. Like, I love that. It, it's so fulfilling. But the only way I got here is by pressing through my own doubts and worries and governing my thought life enough that I kept persevering when it seemed like there were crickets. It is really just me and my Yeti microphone, right? So I want to encourage you to change your mind. Decide to believe and think differently and that what you carry and offer, even if you don't have complete language for it yet, it's valuable, it's needed, it's going to be, it's going to come into its fullness one day, but it doesn't just The fruit on the tree is not just suddenly an apple. It starts out as a seed, and you've got to be faithful with your seeds, okay? What are you doing with the talents? Are you burying them? Are you multiplying them? And what you carry, one day there will be many people who choose what you carry, and they choose you for who you are. And, and what you release. You just have not met them yet, but that's okay. They're out there. It's a very build it and they will come scenario. I promise you that they're out there. And I, you, I tell you, like, make yourself some notes. They're out there. They're coming. <laughs> we are working our way towards one another. Makes me think of a country song. We'll meet in the middle, neath the old Georgia pine. Um, don't mind me start singing. So yes, it can feel awkward to start doing things with nobody needing it yet, but the whole point of of starting to practice things and swing the bat is that one day when the crowd is watching, you swing that bat with such confidence, it smacks that ball, knocks it right out of the park, only because you were you were practicing in in uh, you know when you were alone that you were spending time with the Lord, you were doing the work and the business, you were taking the small action steps, you were doing those things. That's the only way you get to the other side where you look back and say, that's how I did it. And now I have clarity through all of those small things that I did alone. And now I feel really confident about it. Now that I'm in the middle, I'm in front of a lot of people. This is awesome. I'm ready to go. Just keep taking imperfect action. It's going to lead to productive, massive action. Just your next right step. Determine those. You've left behind what used to be your now. And you are stepping into a not yet moment for such a time as this. Yes, it's wobbly. Yes, it's confusing. But you're going to find the strength to press on and endure and persevere and decide and commit and be intentional because this is an opportunity in front of you. Hope is in front of you. You can step out and walk in faith because God is with you. He is before you, beside you. He is the glory of God. It is your rear guard. And if there's lies floating in your head, I've taught you how to deal with them by using the pearl practice. Look at your paradigm, what you're believing and thinking. Find the one sentence that is the lie. What is it? Example, like if you don't know yet, if you're called to be a coach and your first thought is, I just don't carry enough 
of anything important to coach people on, then that's going to create a feeling of rejection. That's going to cause you to take passive action or never take action in order to avoid the feeling of rejection. That doesn't get you results you want. It doesn't ever put you in front of somebody you can help. It doesn't make you any money. It doesn't lead to a fulfilled, purpose-lived life. And it never leads to creating a legacy you feel proud of. And guess what? You've rejected yourself before you ever gave anybody else a chance to reject you. That's self-protection. It is not going to work out in the long run. So in the pearl practice, P is your paradigm. You summarize it in the one thought you're thinking, and that's going to inform the emotion you're feeling, the E, which informs the A, action you take. That ends up in the R, results you get, and those culminate daily into the L, legacy that you're creating. That's the pearl practice for you, simply. So you start with the old pearl, and you lay that out. What is your current thought? What are you, what are you thinking? And then you, you go after the, after the uh, new pearl, and that's where you decide what the legacy is that you want. You start with the legacy on the new pearl, and then you determine what kind of results do I need to be getting on a consistent basis to gain the legacy I just decided I want. Then you have to determine what actions have to be taken to get that kind of result and figure out what kind of emotion do I have to feel that makes me like want to take the action that um, helps me be determined to do it. And then what is the thought? What kind of thought life do you have? What kind of belief system do you have that makes you feel that emotion? that helps you experience in your body and in your soul the thing that makes you want to take that massive action or even just that small imperfect action step. And the one thing about these new pearl thoughts are that they need to be based in truth, not just made up and like, oh, I just, you know, I think positively and I keep my vibrations high. I'm saying you need to go find the true vibration of the spirit that hovered over nothing and created everything. You need to go find out what Holy Spirit says, and that is in the word and in your prayer life, your relationship and friendship with Jesus. What does he say? Okay, it is based in truth. I highly encourage you, go find out what God says and look in the word so that your belief system is creating a thought life and thoughts that do inform the rest of your soul. Then you just keep going back to the truth and let that inform you. And when the truth is informing your paradigm, when your spirit's leading your soul, then your thought life is transformed. Your mind is renewed to the mind of Christ. And then your emotional life is changed. Then the actions you take are really the next right actions. And that leads you to amazing results and a beautiful legacy. And you can listen to episode six again, where I introduce the pearl practice if you want. Or you can jump into the Greenhouse Life Coach Training and get more in-depth training on how to use it in your coaching and in your own life to get amazing results. Um, I'm going to leave you with one last thought. You are needed. The world needs what you carry. And if they don't need what you carry, then they sure the heck don't need what I carry. Because if it applies to you, it's got to apply to me. It's got to apply to all the people that you think have something more than you. It can't just be you that doesn't have enough. It's not how it works. 
So if you're applying that judgment to yourself and believing those lies, then remember that you're also believing that about everybody else. And when you're comparing whatever the people are already walking in and operating in and what you think they came from that set them up for for better success, that judgment and comparison, it's bearing the two kinds of fruit, the only two types of fruit that fall off the comparison tree, pride and pain. You're either better than they are, or it's a lot of pain because you are not as good as they are. It is not the tree that you need to eat from. Go find the tree of life and eat from that. There's only one judge. It's not you and it's not me. You are needed and you will be chosen, but you have to take the action that gets the clarity you need in order to grow in confidence so you can tell the world that what you carry is an option for them. You can do it. You have to take the the leap of faith and trust it's all a process. You're just in this part of the process. And if everybody else has permission to be in their part of the process, then surely the same is true for you. It's completely okay for you to be where you are right now. You've got this. You just simply haven't gotten to the finish line and think, Jesus, not ready for the finish line. Got stuff to do. I encourage you to leave the mindset that a couple of my a couple of my people have, that they need to know the information before the teacher can teach them anything. It's real like a get fit before you go to the gym concept. It doesn't work. You have to be flexible, teachable, and humble so that you can learn inside of the process you're in. You, you cannot be perfect before you ever get into the process. So this is how you actively, intentionally leave the now and begin the journey to your not yet, where all the people who need you and will finally have the the opportunity to choose you are. Those people, they're over there. I want you to start believing that six months and a year from now, they're going to be people who know that you have something to serve them with. You have a way to help them. You can guide them. Or if you're using this just as like your own self-coaching, your own personal development, there's other things inside of you that you carry the world needs. And you're going to move forward. You're going to decide intentionally to commit to yourself, to commit to a purpose-filled life, to pursue wholeheartedness and alignment with truth and God's will. That's who you are. That's what you're going to do. And I'm with you in it all the way. You have a calling on your life. And remember, if it's not true for you, it's not true for me and not true for anybody else. So you better accept it and stop uh, stop the sabotage, okay? Let's just take that little sabotage, the self-sabotaging cycle. Let's uh, take it out and just tell it no. Put it at the foot of the cross. And when you struggle with those thoughts, they keep coming back at you. Here's your tool. Renew my mind, Lord. I have the mind of Christ. In the middle of the night, when fear wakes you up like it does me, renew my mind, Lord. I have the mind of Christ. Renew my mind, Lord. I have the mind of Christ. Renew my mind, Lord. I have the mind of Christ. Until next time, all things are possible because you believe. Hey, thanks for listening. And I would love it if you could leave me a review wherever you listen to this podcast and tell me what you're loving about it. It helps other people who are looking for transformation and change and growth in their lives find me. 
And if you want to learn about becoming a coach with any of your superpowers, head over to sterlingandstonementoring.com and check out the greenhouse course. See you there.